welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real-life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie-cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. Imagine living with someone who was constantly making snide comments about what you were eating, how little you were working out, even if you were being really active, constantly criticizing you or judging you for your lack of activity or making comments about your body. Yikes. Sounds like a nightmare. Ouch. But that's what we're talking about today because it's not as uncommon as you might think. We're talking about what it's like to live with a health nut or gym rat. So this could be a spouse, a partner, this could be a roommate, a sibling, a parent. I think for the podcast, we'll mostly be talking about romantic partners, Mm -hmm. maybe roommates now and then. Um, We've talked about mother-daughter and parent relationships before um, when moms are really particular about how their kids are eating. So we have other episodes about that. We want to focus today mostly on if your romantic partner is just super into the gym and how that makes you feel. I don't want this to be a double standard, but as I'm thinking through this, I can't think of any examples where it's been the guy who's the one that's being shamed. And I feel like I work with pretty even numbers in terms of males and females. And when I'm thinking through all these examples, it's always, whether it's the female that's willing to share it more than the male that's willing to share their feelings about being this way, it seems to be the male that's kind of doing the shaming. I would agree about 95%. I can think of one client I had who would constantly shame her husband to me. Okay. I'm not sure if she was doing it to him. I have a feeling. But she would always talk about how he only ate bland foods, uh, make fun of the colors of his plates, how he was lazy. And she did it in a joking way, but it always kind of made me feel a little bad for him. Mm -hmm. I also think she struggled with self-esteem. And by making those comments, it made her feel better. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in the situation where the person, not necessarily they're shaming you, but that the person that you're dating is either fitter than you, exercises more than you, eats healthier than you, and you kind of being in the health world, like how does that make you feel or how did that make you feel? When I was in college, so between age 19 to 21, I was dating a guy who was a professional MMA fighter. And so he had to cut weight all the time and he was training twice a day so I would sleep over and he would get up really early and go train and when he came back I was still asleep and he'd make comments kind of like joke at me for being lazy but not too much but then when he would be cutting weight and dieting it was so annoying Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I was I tried to be like a good girlfriend and be interested in stuff but I remember for meals he would just eat like a big thing of greens and then make chicken tenderloins with Frank's red hot sauce so they were really low calorie And just eat like big piles of raw vegetables with chicken. (laughs) And just talking about it constantly because he had to cut weight. And at least in that context, it was for sport. Because right after weigh-ins, we would go and like eat a bunch of pasta. And it was just like really good eating for like weeks after. And it was Mm -hmm. awesome. But 
really what made me feel bad was seeing this person who was training all the time and being really disciplined with food where I had more of a normal routine. Okay. So that, I guess, lack of discipline made you feel less than when it wasn't really like you needed that discipline. You didn't need to have that. But then seeing somebody else be more disciplined than you made you kind of reflect back and say, should I be doing that? Should I be in like a bunch of spinach and chicken? Yeah. When I think back to that relationship, the it, it made me always feel like I had to keep up at my own level. I will say at that time, I was pretty self-motivated anyway, but constantly talking about it made me feel a little bit anxious. Mm-hmm. It was only short periods of time. What about you? Have you ever had that experience? I think in any relationship that I've been in, I don't know if I've intentionally chose this, but mm-hmm. the guy's always been more lax mm-hmm. about eating and exercise mm-hmm. than I am. And I feel like that's like my rightful place in the world is like I need to be the one that's like pushing us to do better. I don't know how I would feel if it was the other way around. I've never really been in that situation, to be honest. I don't like it. I wouldn't like it at all (laughs) if somebody was doing that. So we have enough women clients who come in that express that. Who have told us, you know, my husband wakes up at 4.30 in the morning, he's ripped, he does CrossFit, he goes and makes his own, you know, food, and he does all these crazy things where he's just disciplined, 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 and it works really well for him, and when he sees her struggling or wanting to make a change, he'll tell her, go harder, do this, do that, and sometimes it comes from a place of just pure intention, where the man doesn't understand that maybe for her... Let's just use, I'm going to use names. Can I use names? It's just easier. So let's just say the man I'm talking about in question is named Bob. And he's talking about his wife, Susie. So he might not understand why Susie every single day can't wake up at 4.30 a.m. and go do CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And why it's really hard for her to stay disciplined on a very clean eating, macro heavy diet. And he'll say things to Susie like, all you got to do is just get up and work out. Just do it. Or all you got to do is just chug a protein shake when you're hungry. It's no big deal. Why are you always going for chips when you can just drink, drink a protein shake? Yeah. And while that approach may work for him, it makes her feel bad. Especially when that's been something that's been part of that person's identity forever. And so, like, you know, in my relationship with my husband, like, I've been the one that pushes us to eat healthy. And he's like, well, let's go get fries. He enjoys eating healthy, too. But I've kind of got to be the one to push that. So if we all of a sudden, like, if he gained weight now, it's like, well, you just need to, like, get up and prep your meals. And that's just not his MO. That's not his personality. That's not who he is as a person. So if you are with this person and that's what they do and then you're wanting to improve in some way and they're like, well, just do what I do and it doesn't come naturally to you, that feels like shaming. That is such a – that when you're saying that, it reminds me of how a lot of people in our space coach or counsel people. Like they'll just tell them what to do and shame them into making a change. Yes. all you, This person is so popular in my hometown right now. It's this like fitness coach. And she tells people you have to do like five things in a day. You have to drink a gallon of water. You have to eat a huge salad at least once. You have to do at least three miles a day. And I can't remember what the other things are, but it's like five things. And she's just like blanket. Everybody has to do this every single day. And it's like, I've had a couple people ask me how I feel about it. And I'm like, well, none of these things she's telling you are unhealthy. But 
do I see everybody fitting in that box where she wakes up at 5 a.m. and she does these workouts at 5 a.m. and invites everybody to come do them and people will go do them for a little bit, but then they fall off the wagon. They don't do that. And it's like, that's just her personality. That is her life. Her life is to be fit. You guys all have lives. You guys all have jobs. You guys have kids. Like, that's her identity. So it's okay for her to go and drink a gallon of water a day and do three miles a day and eat a huge ass salad every day, but you might not fit in that box. Does she motivate people by berating them and saying, get out here. It's not that hard. Wake up. Crush the day. She texts everybody at like 4.30 and she's like, okay, get that. You got to get here by five. Like we're doing this kind of a thing. In theory, I can see why people would really like that at first. Being like, I just need someone to give me a kick in the pants mm-hmm. to get up. And I think for a select group of people that does really work. But I just find that that's kind of lazy coaching. I really think that is a lazy approach to anything uh, approach to anything because that makes her job pretty easy. She already does this. She doesn't have to sit there and look at an individual and figure out the nuance. I mean, we talk about this when we have a client come in and we try to figure out their approach to something. It's like putting together a puzzle, trying to make all the pieces fit. And that takes time, patience, work, and effort. What you're describing reminds me of 75 hard with Andy Frisella, who is notorious for shouting at people and uh, motivating people by shaming them. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to call it that or not, that's how I interpret it. Do this, you lazy piece of you-know-what. Just get up, do the work, no excuses. You're better than everyone else. And I think for a while that really motivates people. And then as soon as they have life get in the way and they can't stick to that, they start to feel bad. I don't think shame is ever the best way to motivate somebody. As cheesy as it sounds, I think that loving somebody and compassion is the best way to motivate someone. So if you're living in the house with somebody, like say in your in the situation you described, not your current situation, but if you know your husband was doing all these things that you knew weren't good for his health, that maybe were against what you would do, shaming him and just bossing him around and telling him what to do would not be as effective as saying like, hey, you know, I've heard you complain about how you're not feeling so good lately. You think it could be all that fast food you're eating? What can we do to make it easier for you to bring a lunch? In a lot of situations, what we've found is that the person who's maybe not having an issue with their body image or how they're feeling will do things that make that person want to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, oh, I found you had the, I, I saw you had a candy wrapper or, oh, I found like the fast food in the garbage. So then it'll cause that person to go behind their back to make that decision again. And they won't make that decision in front of them because there's that little thing in our brain that wants to not follow rules. Yeah. And especially if you're going to give me a rule, I'm going to go and do the opposite. So if you're that type of person, you and your partner have to have that conversation to say like, this is what motivates me. And this actually causes me to do the exact opposite of what you think it's doing. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think that's a beautiful thing to bring up that we all have an inner rebel. You've heard therapists talk about how a lot of times when we're in romantic relationships, 
take this as you will, I'm not a therapist, but we might be reenacting some of the dynamics that we had in childhood with our parents. So if you had a really bossy parent that shamed you or controlled you, and then you would go out and smoke cigarettes at night and sneak out to go meet up with boys, Mm -hmm. you may be doing the same thing in your current relationship just with food. Mm -hmm. So if you have a partner that's telling you like, oh, I found your candy wrapper. I thought you were trying to eat healthy. What is this? Even if they're saying it in a joking tone, your inner teenager is going to be like, well, F you. You say I can't have a candy wrapper. I'm going to go have five. I'm going to do what I want. And you're not going to, you're not going to know. And that gives you kind of a weird rush. I know yeah. that's me. I'm yeah. a rule breaker. And I then in like the people. end, you're like, shit, I eat five candy bars. Why did I do that? I have one client couple that I've been working with. And the guy is very motivated by shame. Or at least not, not even so much motivated, but it doesn't bother him so much. Like he kind of likes when his buddies give him trouble. And he can call himself out. He doesn't have any food complexes. Competition-based. He's competition-based. Yeah motivation so like if his buddies are getting fitter and they're like hey man i saw you put on 10 he's gonna be like okay well i'll try harder yeah he definitely has a bit of a competitive spirit i also think when he does something like eats barbecue and dessert he's not gonna feel guilty about it Mm -hmm. so if somebody calls him out and they're like hey man like i thought you're on a diet he's gonna be like leave me alone and he won't the next day fixate on it fixate on it now his wife does a great job of like calling him out and he doesn't care. He's like, whatever, call me out. He kind of likes it. Mm-hmm. He makes it into a little game like, oh, you know, so-and-so is calling me out again. Now, when he does it to her, because he does it to her thinking she'll have the same reaction, mm-hmm. oh, she shuts down. Mm-hmm. She feels bad. She gets complainy. She feels guilty. She's like, well, I don't even know why I try. I can't even do it. And, or she'll blame him and say, well, he got the dessert and blah, blah, blah. And we had to have a conversation. I felt like a marriage council where I was like, okay, well, you've decided that woman here is allowed to say things to you because you don't, you like it and you kind of Mm -hmm. find it fun, but you cannot do the same things to her. You keep your mouth shut. You don't say anything (laughs) about what she's doing and how she's eating. You thank her for cooking a home cooked meal and leave it at that. Yep. It's the same with Will and I with exercise. We were talking about this. If if him and I are going to exercise together and he says one word about like your butts in the air during the plank or you only did four push-ups and I did a hundred, like try hard, any any kind of comment towards my form or anything, I immediately shut down and I don't want to do it and I get angry, angry, angry. So I have told him, unless you're saying good job and like building me up, I don't want to work out with you. Yeah, it's got to be supportive only. How did he respond to that? I think it frustrates him because he has seen me being in an environment, being coached and taking coaching, but I don't see him as my coach. I see him as my husband. So even if he does know more than me about squat form, I don't admit that in my brain because it almost puts us in a competition level. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be competing with you with food. I don't want to be competing with you with exercise. I want to be doing it as a partnership. And I just want your affirmations at that point and that you're happy that I'm up with you at 5 a.m. doing this workout. If I wanted you to coach me, like I would go hire a coach if I wanted someone to do that. But you're, you're just not my coach and I don't want you to be. Which is the first piece of advice I'd give to anybody who's struggling with this dynamic at home, which is if you want to change, but you don't like that motivation or coaching coming from your partner, outsource it. You know, Mm -hmm. you can do it professionally, you can do it with a friend. But the second piece is having the ability to communicate with your partner that that's what you prefer or need and why. So I think that's easier said than done. When you just gave this example, you're like, yeah, I clearly just told Will... I don't want you to do this. Here's why. 
he didn't maybe like jump for joy as the <laughs> yeah. answer. Yeah. But his feelings aren't your responsibility, and I'm sure he got over it. Mm-hmm. He's not losing sleep over, like, why won't Megan let me yell at her while she's working out? Right. So you have to have the ability or the guts to go and talk to your partner about, hey, you know, these actions, these things you're saying, I know you don't mean to make me feel bad, but they do. And here's what I need you to do instead. I think you have to go in that conversation knowing what you need instead. Exactly. You have yes. to give an example. Yes, exactly. Because I think we had had that conversation many times before, but I wasn't able to say, this is what I want you to do instead. It was just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Like, yeah. Stop talking to me about this. Like, I don't care if my forum is blah, blah, blah. And he's like, why are you so mad? Not understanding it. So you do have to go into that conversation with, this is what I need. This is what I need the behavior to be or the reaction to be instead. Let's talk about a few examples that we've seen with clients and then share with listeners who might relate what the best way to approach that would be, how to communicate and give examples of what to do instead. I think the first thing is we've, at least I've had a lot of clients who come in who do recognize that I need someone else's opinion other than my significant other and have kind of come into the consultation from the like, hey, we've both been trying to do the same thing. It's working for them. It's not working for me. I need an outside source here to Mm -hmm. kind of bring this together and like help me to tell this person this isn't working for me and this is why. So being a facilitator of that for them has been helpful for a lot of clients. What's a story that you've had? Um, well, I <laughs> I don't know if this is. Uh, so I had a client whose husband would wake up super early in the morning and go on a run. And she would kind of wake up hearing the garage door opener go up. And then her like senses would go up like oh, crap, like he's out there running again. And she would feel pressure to put on her workout clothes and be working out by the time he got home from his run even though she went to bed much later than him so she was retired he what or yes she was retired he wasn't he was still working so that's why he was waking up so early to go get his run in he'd come back eat his oatmeal go to work like and then she would go back and go back to bed as soon as he would leave (gasps) she would go back to bed and then late in the night she would stay up and read or do whatever she was doing And so, like, in talking about this, and her day was so segmented then because then she'd be back to bed and she, like, never – and then she'd wake up at some point and maybe she would shower or maybe she wouldn't. And her day was just so all over the place and she really wanted to have a a day where she was following a schedule. I'm like, well, the first thing we have to do is – take the shame out of why you're working out because half the time she'd go in the garage and like turn on a show and just be watching the show <laughs> because she was so tired. She wasn't like ready to get up and work out. So we had to agree that like, this isn't about impressing your husband. Like if you're still in bed, like you're retired, you did your job, you worked for it. Like you got to enjoy being able to sleep in and you go to bed later than him. So it's okay for you guys to be on different schedules, but that's a conversation that you need to have with him of, hey, like, here's my goals for the week. Like, this is what I'm going to do and work out. If you want him to be a part of that, that's great. But you can't be doing something just to impress your significant (laughs) Do you know how it went when she talked to him? So she did. She ended up getting into a workout routine where she was actually leaving the house Mm -hmm. 
later in the day and going to do something and like doing a group activity. And so he was proud of her for that because she was doing something, you know, she wasn't staying at home all day. And so it worked out just fine, but she just kind of had to find her thing, which is not his thing. He's never going to go and do it with her, but they're still both active just in different ways. I feel like this lady's so relatable. <laughs> I know exactly what she means where you feel like when your partner's doing these awesome things, you feel like you want them to see, look at me, like I'm doing it too. And even though she was doing it and was going to do it, just at her own time frame. Like, I get it. The funniest thing it. was, like, that the garage door opening, the sound of it was, like, this anxiety inducing, like, shit, I gotta get out of bed. I gotta go put my workout clothes on and, like, act like I'm doing something by the time he gets home. And I don't really think he cared. It was her kind of building it up in her mind. And that's what I was gonna say. I feel, I, there's no way to, you know, put a number on this and really know, but I feel like that's the case a lot of the time mm-hmm. where we put an expectation on ourselves and we see it through the eyes of our partner. Like, oh, you know, since he's getting up and going to CrossFit or since he's waking up on Saturday morning and biking 60 miles, he's gonna look down on me for not doing something. Mm-hmm. And that may or may not be true. Let's assume for this first example, it's not true. Then you just have to have a conversation about it and just yeah. to confirm and feel reassured. Like, hey, you know, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I see you wake up and you're doing all these things and you're so active. I can't help but to feel bad about myself. What do you think? Yeah. And I promise you, most of the time, your partner's not going to say anything mean. Mm-hmm. I have one example that's very similar to what you said that went the opposite way. Uh-oh. Oh, man. I don't have a good resolution to this. I don't even know that I should tell this story, but um, they were married for a very long time, and he was a cyclist and would go on the weekends and do his 30, 60-mile bike rides, and she wouldn't and wasn't into it and didn't ever care to do it, and he met another woman while they were biking and was very like, judgmental to his wife to say, like, well, there's other women that are out there doing this, and, like, why can't you do something like that? And she had gained weight later in life. She was in her 60s, like, as we all will, Mm -hmm. as we all will, we're not all gonna look like how we did in our 30s. None of us are going to. And he started spending more time with this woman and, like, come to find out he was having an affair with her. That makes me want to throw up. Okay, first of all, I hope... Not that I, I'm sad that ends way. I hope there was like something else wrong in the marriage that it solely wasn't based on that. So they ended up moving away to get, like he decided like I want to stay with you. I want to like end this affair and let's start over somewhere else. So they ended up moving to a different state together. So I don't know how that ended up, but man. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad story to tell. Sorry, sorry, that was a bad story. Um, So if your man's cycling, you better show up, is what we're trying to say here. (laughs) These backrows. Just kidding. He's probably a shitty human anyways, honestly, if he's going to go do that, but... Well, you know, maybe this is a conversation to have before people get married. You know, that's not going to help anyone. But just being really honest with your partner and being like, hey, you know, you're the type of person that's going to work out every day for two hours. I wish I could be that person, but like... I'm just going to take long walks most of the time and, like, mess around the gym when I have time. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hey, don't expect me to, like, get back into shape right after I have your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about that? Like, how are you going to feel if I gain 30 pounds after I have our kid and maybe I don't lose it? Or yeah. maybe it takes me a long time. Yeah. Like, what? What? how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. And that is a very scary thing to ask someone. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'd want to know the answer. But the right person, you'd hope, is going to accept and understand that. 
Yeah, because the reality is we're all going to change, yeah. especially if you meet someone in your 20s or your 30s, you know, you've got 40, um, maybe 50 years to spend with that person. If you're really lucky, you're both going to change mm-hmm. a lot and you're not going to look the same. And unfortunately, that's something we're all going to have to go through. So if you're not there for that person and, and looks are your number one, like that's a conversation that needs to be had and you probably need to realize you're not always going to look the same either oh yeah (laughs) it's just a great thing aging is a gift fine yes i know everyone says that (laughs) (laughs) what happened okay let's talk about if you're in a relationship right now and everything in marriage is great like your happy marriage or maybe not whatever it doesn't matter you're in this partnership and they keep calling you out on how you're eating they're finding candy wrappers they are noticing you're eating more at dinner or you go out to eat and you order pizza and they make comments and you've tried to talk to them about it before. Maybe it's been unsuccessful. How would you approach that? I'll tell you how I approach it. You tell me how you'd approach it. I actually have a great story that ended in divorce, but it was like awesome. Oh, yeah, no, actually. honestly, there's a comedian that makes a point. He's like, divorces are always great. Like people got out of a <laughs> shitty relationship. Congrats. Something to be celebrated. <laughs> yeah, it was very similar to how you described where the guy would kind of always make comments about her and her body. And she had gained a little bit of weight since they had been married, which was normal because they had been in a I'm going to say like a 10-year marriage. And she was moving up in her company, taking on a lot more responsibility. They, you know, went through COVID. So she stopped going to like her normal gym. They were doing workouts at home and her body just didn't respond as well as it did to previous ways of living and workouts and more time at her job and less time being active. And he would just always comment on everything that she was eating. She was working from home. He was working from home. And every time she'd go in the kitchen, it was like she was on surveillance. Oh, my God. Um, and she hated it. She was really uncomfortable with it. And her and I had a lot of conversations about it. She did a lot of journaling. That was kind of her outlet was like anytime she felt a certain way about something that she ate or her body or anything that he had said, she was journaling a lot about it. And then her and I would kind of read the journal together and go over it together and talk about things. And then one day she was like, you know, I haven't really shared a lot of this with you. She's like, but I think I'm going to get a divorce. (laughs) And it, it was, it wasn't just that. It was just that like, she noticed like she was moving in a different direction in life and changing and becoming a different individual and he wanted her to say the same Mm -hmm. he wanted her to be in the same body he wanted her to be in the same line of work like her upward mobility intimidated him her changing body was a way for him to like knock her back down and try to get her back on his level and he was just kind of unhappy with where he was in his career and she wasn't and she was excited about life and moving up and doing things and he just wanted everything to stay the same and so that was just kind of like a microcosm of the entire relationship and then she ended up um leaving him moving out of the house um moving into her own place and honestly i don't think she's ever been happier so oh yeah and and on and after they had got a divorce not that this is the main thing that matters but she did end up losing weight and becoming more confident in herself when she didn't have all that undue pressure dude I'm telling you there's something about that. Motivating someone by guilting and shaming them, like, does not work. Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting that you brought up how he was making these comments about her body and eating habits as a way to knock her down. And we were having that conversation about another client's story where this guy was not – it sounded like he wasn't working. He wasn't doing a bunch of things. And that's what came up for me. I was wondering, I'm like, well – 
maybe this guy who currently isn't reaching his capacity, seeing his wife doing a lot of the household work, bringing in more money, being really successful, rising up, if their body is an easy target. Yeah. A lot of people might do that with like intelligence, mm-hmm. other yeah. things. Yeah, fine. I, I mean, this is very personal, but I have found myself doing that with Will because I, he's just like such an extremely just awesome individual in so many different factors. And my worry, my internal worry, not something that I ever knew unless until I started doing therapy, that I was worried that he's going to see me as less than him. And so I have to keep finding things, to ways to knock him down and make him think he's like not so smart and like all these different things so that we can stay on the same level. Because if he realizes like how much higher he is than me in all these different areas, he's definitely going to leave me. So I've got to like, got to make sure that I stay at this level and I knock him down to my level as well. Not necessarily with like food or body or anything like that, but just other random things. I think that's a very human experience. I think a lot of people on a conscious or subconscious level feel that way. And then with your awareness, you had a conversation with them about it. Mm -hmm. And then from the conversation, probably helped you feel a lot better. Absolutely. I was just like, oh, you are really awesome. And it's so much better if I just recognize that and recognize all the ways that you are great and tell you about it. And then I feel great about it because I'm with this great person. And then you feel great about it because I'm not knocking you down anymore. I'm telling you how great you are. Yeah, when you're telling somebody how awesome they are and you genuinely mean it and you make people feel really good, they're probably going to want to stick around. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So maybe if you're listening to this and you've found yourself kind of looking at your partner and maybe commenting on their body or their looks or like kind of looking inward to say, is the reason why I'm doing this have more to do with me than it does the other person? Yeah. Are you trying to control them because it makes you feel safe? Mm. It makes you feel like, oh, this person's not going to leave. Oh, you know. But then you might, the argument might be like in the term of food and body in that context. Well, if he's trying to make me thinner or giving me pressure to look skinnier, like how does that, that's a, that's a different, different situation. There's something else going on there. Right. So it might be their own low self-esteem and they're just trying to make you feel bad. But if they're, Putting it in the context of, hey, I just want you to be healthy. If they're saying those, using that language, I just want you to feel confident. I just want you to be healthy. You might have to have a deeper conversation to see if that's really what they mean. Because somebody might just be saying that to disguise more. Everybody wants to use the guise of health. Yeah. Um, But then kind of having the conversation of like, what does health look like to you? Because you and I had talked about, you know, if, if Will gained 50 pounds would it be a conversation that I would have with what I need to like sit him down and have a conversation about that and what you brought up is like well what does that mean in terms of your life so is he a different Mm -hmm. person like he doesn't want to go out on weekends and go hiking or he comes home from work and he just sits on the couch or he doesn't help with the meal prep or he doesn't make the meals on the grill on the weekends because he just doesn't care and he's eating fast food and he's gaining weight. Well, that's a totally different story. It's not necessarily the looks part of it. It's that like as an individual, he's changed, but probably not for the better. Like he's not going to be a better dad. He's not going to be a better partner. And so figuring out like, why are these, why did you change? Like what's happening here? And is there something deeper there? And how do we go about this together as a partnership? And how can I help you? And how can I support you? Not going to him and saying, hey, I've noticed you've gained 50 pounds and 
It's affecting our relationship. What if it is in terms of, this is a tough conversation. What if it is affecting sexual attraction or physical intimacy? I mean, I, I think about that and that would be really, that would, that would be hard. I, you know, if somebody came to me and I, I've had this happen one time, it was when both individuals were obese in the couple and it was affecting their sex life. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, it wasn't so much an attraction or a love thing. It was more of like um, the ability to mm-hmm. have a fulfilling sex life just because of fitness and their, their body size. And we were talking about it a little bit. And at the end of the day, what I think made this particular woman successful because while we worked together, I, we, she had lost a significant amount of weight. It was a few years ago. But she was doing it for herself. She was wanting to lose weight so that she felt more attractive and so that she could have a f- fulfilling sex life. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much for his needs. Mm-hmm. And I found that really um, compelling. I was like, that's great. Like, you're doing it for you. And maybe she didn't tell me the whole story. But I think that would be the advice. You know, if your partner is coming to you and you're like, you know, they're maybe not as sexually attracted to you. It's affecting your relationship um, in that sense. If you're always going to be trying to lose weight to please that person and not yourself. Yeah. Then I think you're going to be hitting a dead end. I know. Like for me, like if I'm feeling myself, like I'm definitely wanting to have more sex and be more intimate. Whereas if I'm not, I'm kind of like, eh, get away from me. Like I don't want to do this. But it's 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 not about him. Right. It's It's about me. You got to go in the mindset of like, he's lucky to even have me at all, <laughs> right? Right. But I understand like it'd be, and I don't think either of us have been in that position <clears throat> where our partner says like, oh, I'm not attracted to you because of your weight. And I can't imagine how painful that would feel. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can just like, even just saying that loud, imagining my boyfriend right now saying that to me would just be nauseating. But then in that context, I would have to really reevaluate the relationship and it would all determine on how he was saying it to me. Like if it came from a place of like pure honesty, compassion and, on, you know, that's different than him, you know, making me feel disgusting. Asking the person, like, what is your intent by saying this to me? Yeah. What is your intention? Mm. So I think that's going to make them kind of reflect back to say like, either really figure it out and if they freak out in that moment what is your intention and they're freaking out and it's going back to them it's like they probably have some narcissistic tendencies that you really need to address maybe before you marry this person hopefully um but what is your intention for saying this to me can really get down to the heart of what the what the real problem is That'd be a hard conversation. I don't think I would have the answer to that mm-hmm. as, you know, in my role. But I think that's the great question. What is your intention? What What are you hoping is going to come from this conversation? Mm-hmm. You think you're going to tell me that you're not attracted to me because of my body size and I'm all of a sudden going to just snap at the fingers, completely transform and make you happy because it probably isn't going to happen. I mean, we've heard that before where women, for whatever reason, all of a sudden want to lose a ton of weight really quickly and what often happens is they crash diet and then they feel guilty or they're sneak eating or binge eating and feeling even worse about themselves because they can't reach their goals. And if they've got someone breathing down their neck to do it faster, that's not going to not gonna help. Yeah. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this is figuring out the intention behind if this person is shaming you or if you're going behind their back and I had one woman who would eat ice cream in the morning same. when her husband was gone. I had the same thing, but it was okay. gelato. Okay. <laughs> she never felt like she could eat in front of him because she was so afraid that he was going to judge her. 
So as soon as he would leave for work at 9 a.m., she would eat gelato. Yeah. Hers was mint chocolate chip ice cream. Random. She would always keep it in there. And in this situation, he did not care. Same. He did not care. So, like, I was like, okay, your homework is to have this conversation with him about the mint chocolate chip ice cream and say, like, I want you to go and sit in front of him and eat that whole pint of ice cream. And I want you to see if he says a word to you about it. And he didn't. No. Like, so we had to go through that whole exercise where she ate the whole pint of ice cream while they were watching a movie. And he literally didn't have a comment. And she was like, oh. <laughs> Freedom. And oh. then she probably didn't need to eat it at 10 a.m. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Communication's everything. Yeah, communication. Okay. Well, this was a heavy episode. I hope it was helpful. You know, thinking about how you can approach your partner when... You're feeling guilt and shame. I would say the first step is to identify, is this self-imposed guilt? Like the woman we just mentioned, who was making up this whole story that her husband was judging her when he really didn't care, because that could be the case. You Mm -hmm. think that your partner is unhappy with your eating behavior, but really it's just you unhappy with your eating Mm -hmm. behavior. And then when you get to the bottom of that, well, then you can resolve it within yourself. But having a conversation with your partner will always make it easier and maybe clarify some things. Then if you are feeling shamed by your partner, if you do feel like, oh my God, they're judging me, they're unhappy with me, you have to open up that conversation. And maybe you'll find that your partner, yeah, maybe they they wouldn't live that way themselves, but they still love you, they still care about you, they're still attracted to you. And then you can come together as a team and find out new solutions so that you're both healthier and happier. I'm kind of asking yourself too, like if this is something that, they're coming to you with are there ways that you do it to them but maybe just not around body or food like is it about their job or their parenting style or if they're not doing the laundry or picking up around the house like are there things that you are shaming them for as well and that's kind of their way of doing it back to you is there some kind of an underlying competition yeah All right. Well, if you guys found this episode helpful, we'd love to hear your feedback, any ideas for future topics. Otherwise, we will catch you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.